The secret is out. For decades, your organization stayed in the shadows, hiding the truth. But now we know they're among us. Heroes. And monsters. The world is full of wonders. We can't explain everything we see, but our eyes are open. So what now? There are no more shadows for you to hide in. Something impossible just happened. What are you going to do about it? Hello, and welcome to the Colson Lewis Podcast, episode 10. Is, does that name still apply? I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, uh, at this point, yes, absolutely, He's yes. still alive. I mean, for now. He, he got taken captured. Yeah, but we see him We in... saw the car explode, but we see the helicopter. We see him in explode. the helicopter afterwards. It's so true. he's still alive. For now. Bone dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> As always, I'm Daniel James. I'm Rudy Schubach. And I'm Claire Hengatehawk. Yeah. <laughs> so episode 10, written by Shalisha Francis and directed by Holly Dale. Uh, in this episode, S.H.I.E.L.D. teams up with Mike Peterson from the pilot. And they take on... Project Centipede. So, yeah. I know a guy named Mike Peters who's also really cool, but he's not super strong like that. That oh, would be weird. That's a shame. He was a, he's a stage manager. It'd be really, really handy if he was super strong. <laughs> yeah. Heck yes. All right. So, as we mentioned, it's a, it's a good bookend to the season so far. Uh, Before. Previously, as we recorded, and then the dis- recording decided to just fuck up, we were saying that, you know, this, along with uh, the pilot and uh, the girl with the flower dress, are really the three important episodes f- for the season so far. Mm. And on one hand, it, like, it's nice that it's so, like, bite-sized, I guess. On the other hand, one of the one of the big criticisms of the series right now and one of the things that I'm sort of less 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 so than the current community but um, people have said about the thing is that there are more there's not a ton of the continuity that we see from normal Whedon shows like there's an overarching thing but as you said there's three episodes that sort of tie those all together there are little like bite-sized things that are sort of scattered throughout like the the night night gun being hinted at and uh, the eyeball watcher thing from I Spy. Oh yeah, I Spy is kind of part sort of, of this too. In. But uh, only sort of. Yeah. But a lot of them are, are really, really just quick quick jabs, quick hints at stuff. Yeah. When we saw the um what's her name? Reina, the girl in the flower dress again. And I knew we were getting back to Centipede. Um, it was, it was, you know, not that unexpected because we've been waiting for something from her since her episode. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then we get to the point where they're showing us these guys and how juiced they are and how much tech they are wearing. Yeah. Holy, wow. That guy has so much Centipede tech attached to him. Yeah, it's like, oh, shit, he's got one on both arms. And, and both, both shoulders. And shoulders. And the back of his neck. The of his neck. Oh, this oh sounds God. great. Yeah, fabulous. No wonder they're having to hook them up to everything after every fight. Yeah. Uh, that's so much tech. It looks really pretty, though. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kudos to whoever's doing their prosthetics. But I was surprised when we we got to the fight and they took the one guy down and suddenly his eye explodes. Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. But, so it was but kind it of awesome. definitely a great callback. Uh, nice yeah. to see them tying up all the loose ends that yeah. are really loose ends until you realize. Well, it's that interesting because I think the guy who they had exploded was the one who did get hit by the night-night gun, which meant he might have been stabilized. But they don't care. They didn't want him to talk. They also didn't know about it. <laughs> I didn't know. Well, it didn't really work. He burned it off, probably because he's wearing so much more centipede tech. 
That's true. That can't be good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Especially with the uh, extremist kind of explosion. Yeah. I don't care how That's well they think they they've stabilized them with with Scorch's platelets. I don't care how well they think it's stabilized. There's no way it's as stable as they think it is. You gotta rewatch Iron Man 3. Mm. Mm. It's it's just as good on the second watch. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I want to rewatch it too. All right. Uh, so yeah, plot wise, is pretty solid episode. It uh, moves us forward. Yeah, I think I think great. it's one of the most uh, plot advancing episodes we've had in a long time. Even even more so, I would say than the the dragon tattoo girl or whatever it is, the, dress, the flower dress. dress girl with a flower dress. <laughs> Um, just because, uh, it, it had, the, the episode has consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my biggest criticism of the series so far is that every single episode while, while moving us a little bit forward or asking questions almost always is relatively well wrapped up at the end of each episode. And yes, it's supposed to be sort of episodic and yes, you can do sort of overarching inside of an episodic framework, but. At the end, like, we never really had many real cliffhangers. We had big question marks, but never those times where it goes, oh, shit, what's happening next? Mm-hmm. Um, save for when they got the big thing and they were like, well, now we have to go to the hive. And it's like, ooh, they're going to the hive. What's that all about? But it's more curiosity than it is hub. danger and hub. That's right. Danger and, and cliffhang and, mm-hmm. and sort of pro- being propelled into the next episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like like yeah, the like, end caps like that they use at the very end of the episode are usually mm-hmm. just like a little joke or like you know this is this is what happens let's wrap this up. Yeah, Very rarely t- is there the stuff. the you know the post credit scene from the movies where it's like this is what you're getting next and what you should be excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true, and we get a big one for this, and I know it's because they're setting us up for mid-season break. Mm-hmm. They want everybody to yeah. be excited, which I am, yeah. <laughs> about what's going to happen next. This episode well, we set us up to want to come back after the break, which they should do every episode. It's the end of every episode, I agree. Anyway, um, I, I just remember when we were there and they were taking Coulson away, and we were like, well, Ward's got a shot. And also... Mike is running back to help people, and I was like, oh, God, if they just wrap this into a nice box, it's going to make me so fried. Boom. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's but it's just, so sad. That's what I was looking oh, okay for. This is moment. This is, ah! Well, but, yeah, but I was looking for, I was looking for consequences. I needed I Well, needed congratulations. You have all the consequences. I don't and then, well, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm not optimistic for him. Let's just put it that way. But also, we have Ward shot by the helicopter on the top of that building. Oh, shit. I didn't notice that. You didn't notice? Guess not. The helicopter takes off and it rakes the top of the building with automatic fire and Ward goes down. Oh, he'll be fine. He's wearing that new suit. No, he's not. The anti-ballistic suit? No. Mike was wearing the suit. Standard issue now. (laughs) (laughs) You hope it's standard issue. But in any case, we've got all sorts of consequences happening, and we don't get to find out what any of them actually are. And who the hell for is a month. what the hell is Ward doing picking a sniper spot that is literally the worst spot for where they right. chose to drop? That was the like, thing where I was looking at that going, up. "You've got to have another position. You absolutely have to have another position because you are not as much of an idiot, or you shouldn't be because you're highly trained, and you keep telling us." Every episode that he's highly trained and highly <laughs> trained in working alone, he should be smarter than to pick a s- spot where he can't actually cover the meat. Hello? I'm just going to go ahead and post up behind this giant semi-truck. Oh, no, I can't see through this giant semi-truck. That's so weird. <laughs> if only I had a bionic eye. Yeah. <sighs> or a scope based on bionic eye technology. Or just a better position. Well, that doesn't help him. Because then he could see what was going on, but he couldn't shoot anybody. 
Like they couldn't make a gun that could shoot through that. Uh, well, except that those that. things are obviously full of around. fuel because they explode. Well, uh, they might have been able to take out Coulson Or actually, maybe not full of fu- fuel because the fumes would be more explosive than if it was all liquid. Mm. You'd get a lot of fire if it was all liquid, but less explosion. Well, you need oxygen for, for boom, mm-hmm. so... And tell the pressure inside of it superseded the amount that the pressure could leave the hole, the exit hole. Well, you know it has extra bombs on them, otherwise it could mm-hmm. set it off, but yeah. I'm just saying. And now we've, you know, diverged completely into science land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all right. It happens. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, we get to see a good moment between uh, May and Ward as they're training slash wrestling slash foreplay. Slash bang. Foreplay. All the foreplay. Like, seriously? <laughs> this is not, well, not there was subtle, the other, guys. Not then, subtle at all. <laughs> and then there was the other good one where she was like, what the hell are you doing there? You should, I, Don't take a punch for me. And he's like, I was taking a punch for you because you're more important in that fight than I am. Because you're faster than me. That don't was fight. a great moment. Right. And then he <laughs> walks off, like, all happy with himself. And she's got that moment of, well, shit. What a <laughs> dick. <laughs> <laughs> And then Stop being Sky so noble and logical, you asshole. Yeah. And then Sky with the worst timing ever comes out and goes, so so what's up? I heard you were... Don't talk to me right now. But mm-hmm. you're on that thing, and I'm really glad. Don't. Rawr! Coulson's being an asshole. You're being an asshole. Yes, I am. I know. That made me so angry. Sky did not deserve that at that moment. Sometimes she kind of deserves being shut down, but that was extra cruel and not good timing. May does not have... People skills at all. Tact. <laughs> it's funny. They've got a lot of people who they've got a lot of people who like they pride their crew that has tact for their tact. Like Coulson loves Sky because she's got people skills. All the other people who are specialists have awful people skills. Oh, Fitz and Simmons Including were so Fitz cute. And Simmons, they were adorable. They were so cute That's when they were the outfitting. Week. Excuse me, outfitting Mike because oh my god, they have such a tech crush on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so cute. I love that. Scene. Pretty awkward and. Tech? Do we transition into tech? Uh, I, I mean, tech? we can. Do you have anything else on plot? Um... My rest of my plot stuff is speculative. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Yeah, we can. We can. I mean, there were some good fight scenes. There were some good fight scenes, like the fight scene in the warehouse where it was um, Ward and May, and Coulson and Mike versus three souped-up guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, they still kind of won a little bit. Only sort of. Barely. So, I mean, Mike got stabbed by a piece of rebar, which is fucking brutal. Yeah. <laughs> and then still came back and crushed the guy's head with it. Yeah. That was dope. Yeah. Good fight scene. Mm. There, there's a, there was this one moment where he like got the crap kicked out of him, and he stumbled back, and he went behind this truck, and he saw Coulson, and Coulson was just sitting there sort of watching him, and I was like, what? Are you just going to sit this one out, buddy? Well, he did get thrown <laughs> into the... We had a moment of him passed out. True. Knocked out against the container. He did go headlong into it. That's true. Why didn't they kidnap him then? They didn't know they needed him then. Right, because that's before they oh, check yeah. the killed guys. I guess they recording. don't know that Coulson's alive at that point. Yeah. And so then they find that out, and they're like, hey. This dude, we need him. And they red herring us all over the place. Yeah, that part wasn't very clear. I mean, it was clear what they did. It just, the part that bugged me was it, it didn't, it wasn't clear whether Mike Peterson knew that that was it and he betrayed Coulson or if they just oh, no. d- betrayed him. The switch, the switch swap, the swip swap at the end. Mike definitely knew what was going on. Yeah, they called him and told him. That's why he requested Coulson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part just it didn't it didn't ring very clear to me. Like 
Oh, Maybe yeah, I just wasn't paying enough attention, which is quite I think possible. it wasn't clear on purpose, but once he was like, once he turned to Coulson and said, I'm sorry, this is the only way, and I was like, oh, that son of a bitch. The <laughs> thing is, though, that Coulson might have gone anyway. Probably would have gone anyway. Oh, yeah. So it makes me kind of annoyed at Mike. And then I have a hard time being annoyed at him because he potentially got exploded. Mm. But still. His still fault. annoyed. Annoyed at him. Because, come on. <laughs> but his kid is awfully cute, so. Ace. Although that was something that was pretty easy to see coming down the pike, which made me also a little annoyed. Mm-hmm. To introduce the kid, I mean, you push the kid. So it's not just, yeah, I haven't seen him. It's, you should talk to him. Don't you miss him? How's he growing up? Blah, 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 blah. And as a viewer, you think, okay, so the kid's going to be a big deal. Thank you. I've been hit over the head enough. <laughs> bludgeon, bludgeon, bludgeon. So I think that was the most heavy-handed thing in this episode, though. Yeah. So. I would agree with that. All right. Uh yeah, I'm good on plot. We can go to tech or character, right. whichever you prefer. Mm. Let's go. Let's go character then. Okay. Uh, we had a nice segue for tech earlier, but then we didn't. We didn't take it. The train kept going. news. You don't play well with others. I think I've proven that I can. More than once. Not here. Tell down. Need you both in the command center in five. Character. Uh, we didn't... I don't know. We got some some character stuff for Sky, and... I think some backwards character development for May. Although it's hard to tell because it's either she's regressing, you know, she's pulling her walls back up, or she's reawakening atrophied skills. Her emotional side is coming back, and that's why she's angry all angry the time. All the time. <laughs> or it could be remnants from the uh, rage staff. Yeah, as Guardian well, Rage, that's a good point. That is true. Both. Although, I don't know. It's hard to tell. Yeah, Ward's chill Ward, quite a bit. Ward has, is yeah. like the ultimate yeah. chill. It's like reverse Rage staff. Which is why I can't really go with that argument, because I don't think Ward is nearly as in control as May is. Yeah. Yeah. So. It would be interesting to see if that Rage staff stuff comes back because it's supposed to last for a decade at least a decade (laughs) I'd like to see that come back yeah in some way hopefully with like some sort of trigger though so it's not just oh he's happy and then all of a sudden remember that rage stuff I remembered it yeah so we shall see where that goes. Uh, we did get some Colson kind of background, more so Colson's cellist. Yeah, that made me sad. I kept waiting for the cellist to come back up in one of the movies, and it never did. And I'm glad that they did chime back to it. But oh, but it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. It does and they said Portland again, which always makes me happy. <laughs> Only I wish that they would say Oregon incorrectly. No. Why? Because I want the world to know. What? I want the world to know that Oregon is not pronounced incorrectly. It's Oregon, not Oregon. Yes, I know. You just contradicted yourself. I want the world to know. 
I want them to say it correctly. Well, that's not what you said the first what time. What did I say? Incorrectly. No, I want them to say it right. Okay. But now I'm not confused anymore. Yes, they should say it right. They have said it right before. Or pay the price. Sorry. But, yes. I, it, I like that he does the whole thing of that she laughed at his jokes. Which, yeah. honestly, his jokes are terrible. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> they're still in that kind of, I mean, you still laugh, but they're really bad. They're terrible in, like, the best way, though. Yes. But you understand why some people don't laugh, so I like that little bit. Mm. Yeah, and it, I like it's just the good self-awareness that they revealed. Yeah. And I like that they didn't go the, she's the best cellist ever, and made her second chair. So she's good. She's really good, but she's not the cellist. Yeah. Which I liked. It makes her more real. You ever seen a beautiful woman play a cello? It's a thing of beauty. Or is that something like that? No, it was just the first part, I think. Yeah. The uh, beauty with... Yeah, and then we get Michael Peterson back, and he doesn't do much <laughs> character-wise. Well, the the amount that he's grown between last episode and this episode, or the last time we see him and now, is is phenomenal. He was we just all angry. Just, he was all gung ho. Well, it's not even so much that he's gung ho. Is there's almost a a painful want to please. Yeah. To atone. To atone. To to pay them back for giving him this second chance. There was that moment where he pushed the the tractor thing across the football field and was like, did I do it? Did I beat Captain America's time? <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> well, the thing is that I don't honestly think that Captain America was pushing backhoes around. Just saying. Well, they have his time recorded. They you must... don't know that. He says it wasn't even close. I'm just saying. I think that would be weird. But that I want to be the best is definitely there in that scene. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I don't have anything else character-wise. Sky got her heart hurt, but I don't know what's going to go on with her. Like, I felt like that was going to be the thing that made her want to quit S.H.I.E.L.D., but all it really did was make her rip up the, the research papers. And then... She well, it's gonna bit, it's but... gonna depend on how much this particular event at the end affects how she feels, because I can totally see trying to get Coulson back or trying, you know, whatever's happening with Mike and Ward, totally derailing that. May said Coulson meant this. She's got other more pressing things to think about right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially crushing hardcore on Ward. And the fact that Ward is A, banging May, and B, shot. Yeah. Which they don't even know yet. <clears throat> he got shot nine times. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Not a whole lot of character development for Fitz or Simmons. We just got to see them be cute science awkward. They're they're my quote of the week. Their science awkward is epic. Yes, yes, it's it's at the top of its game to this week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're so cute. <laughs> you know, we have machines that could take those measurements. <laughs> I'll get them right to you. <laughs> Yeah, and of course they've tagged the wrong person. Ah. Sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. I was I was just looking at oh, it. No, it's okay. I'm used to it. They tried to take it off me at the psyops facility. Realized they couldn't do it without killing me. I'm afraid we're terribly curious. How did they stabilize the extremis in you? And keep you from exploding. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't them. That was you two. Come again? What's that? Your gun. It somehow froze me right at the moment I was about to explode, help my body absorb the serum, stabilize. Your weapon saved my life. 
So so let's move into tech because that scent tag thing is pretty cool. All right, let's do it. It's just too bad it's on the wrong guy. <laughs> so we've got a couple new pieces of tech in this, and I like both of them. The first one we see being that business card. Oh, the business card was red. The the cell eavesdropping business card. <laughs> Solid. It's so cool. And then the second one, well, I guess we've got three because the suit that they Fitz yeah. and Simmons put on um, Mike is is a piece of tech in and of itself. We couldn't be prouder. <laughs> yeah, they're obviously very proud. <laughs> It's too bad it's um, not, well, potentially not rated for explosions. And then the last thing being that weird scent sticker that mm-hmm. they they put on his hand and unfortunately don't put on Coulson, which I think, well, I would have swiped everybody who's going to that meet. I mean, just me, I would have done that. But then the sniffer would have gotten confused. No, I mean the people who are walking out. Mm. I would have put it on both of them. It's fair. Yeah, it, it's kind of surprising that they don't have a tracker for the shield agents. There's yeah, I would think of that about. most of them would have trackers. Especially if, and this is a very big if, if Coulson is a robot, then surely he's connected to some sort of network that they would be able to track him down with. He is a GPS. <laughs> <laughs> he has GPS. That would be exceedingly odd. <laughs> and yet also kind of cool well, if Coulson had GPS. He's a GPS. No. You mean he has a GPS inside of him? Technically, yes. <laughs> Let's go with that. No. <laughs> oh. And, of course, we see a lot more centipede stuff, which isn't really new tech, just variation of tech we've seen. Well, the mobile lab we see where they've got the chairs that they use to give them big gulps. Yeah, Yeah, it's basically just fancy. I mean, they remind me of the uh, chairs for chemotherapy that you see in movies. You know, where, where patients come in to get their, their chemo treatments and then they leave? Mm. That's what it reminded me of. Interesting. Uh, of course, I have no idea what those kind of chairs look like in real life, but the movie version, yeah. <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. And, yeah, I think that's it for tech. Yeah, we had some some stuff that we'd seen before, like the night night gun, and the eyeball thing. I think Although it's we... really interesting that the night uh, night gun was what stabilized the extremis. Yeah. Well, I, it froze him. I wonder if it's got to do with like the way he said it was. It was it got him right when he was at his peak, right? Yeah. So like. I so think it, it might have been because it hit him right when he was at his hottest, which sort of diffused that molecular compound duty. I don't know. Science. Well, as we've seen in Iron Man 3, some of the extremist soldiers regulate, as they say, better than others. Well, and they also were able to get rid of it out of Pepper Potts, we presume. Well, we don't know if it was gotten rid of. We know that her... Her overheating problem was fixed. Mm. But we don't know if he got it out of her. Mm. It's it's never specified. Sexy. When's Iron Man 4 coming out? <laughs> We've got a while to wait on that. Uh, so far, never. No. More Iron Man. Well, we'll be in Avengers. That's true. Who'd they break out? Edison Poe, former Marine, expert in tactics and rapid response. Fell off the grid in 08, reappeared 18 months ago at a diner in Boston. Where he stabbed a friend's eyes out. With a steak knife, then finished his meal. It's funny, Poe doesn't look crazy. I'm kidding, the guy is a walking mugshot. Which means he shouldn't be too hard to track down. 
Finding Poe and these centipede soldiers is a top priority for S.H.I.E.L.D. We'll be running point, but we won't be working alone. What team did HQ send for backup? Not a team, a person. Someone who can help us fight fire with fire. Somebody we worked with before? Not exactly. All right, uh, quotes then, I suppose. Quote of the week. When, when Fitz and Simmons are talking after uh, he says something nice about the gun and how that's what stabilized him, and they're just sitting there talking and talking and talking, and then Simmons or Fitz sort of uh, peters out, and then Simmons just keeps going and going and going, and she stops and goes, when did you stop talking? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, about six seconds ago, six sentences ago. Sentences ago. Yeah, they were awkward awfully... and embarrassing sentences ago. Six awkward and embarrassing sentences ago. Yeah, that was my favorite of the week, I think. Yep. It was solid, yeah. That whole scene. Just so funny. <laughs> I don't have any specific quotes, except for the one that we end the whole episode with, which isn't so much a quote for the sake of it being a quote as a, I want this month to be over so I can find out what happened. Can it be the only good because thing about it's, skipping it's, Christmas break would be getting to watch the answer to this question? Yeah, that would be the only good thing because I'm really looking forward to it. But Rainus telling, uh, asking Coulson, uh, "Tell us about the day after you died," mm-hmm. which made me go, "What? More, more yes, episode, please? please. Tell us that. Like right now, more episode." Yeah, but that was course, genuinely the first went. time I was like. Oh, I need I need more now. As as we've sort of mentioned, like this this is the what they should be doing with those end tags is oh let's uh let's set up for the next episode or what's to come in the future. And yeah, I'm, I'm I'd be great be honest... with teasing or or stuff that's happening behind the scenes. I mean, they could have been using it to do centipede stuff this whole time. Yeah, mm-hmm. like giving us little bits of trickle information of centipede at the end of every episode, whether it was a centipede episode or not. That would have been good. That would have, would have given that us that lot. driving energy, right? Um, and they didn't. Well, even when they went and talked to the guy in prison that one time, and then we find that... him again today. Yeah. And I'm, oh oh, well no, it's it's speculation. Never mm. mind. I'm also gonna be honest. When um, when the car exploded and then the, everything exploded and then everything else exploded and then the helicopter flew away, I was like, perfect end of the episode. Just mm-hmm. cut it. Give me credits. Give me nothing else. And then the question <laughs> happened. And I was like, just as good. Still happy. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> yeah. That was a good ending. If it couldn't well have just done. been the explosion. Because, like, really, here's what here's one of the things that I would have loved to have seen. You've got, if Mike isn't dead, or if May walks out of the car and starts walking to try and chase down Mike, her face lights up with orange. We hear the sound of an explosion. Sound goes dead. Credits. Mm. But I liked the build. I liked the exploding tankers, beat, beat, exploding car, another beat, helicopter, gunshots on ward, black. I think it was done quite well. Because it just builds it up. You're like, surely, surely, we've we've hit all the bad that can happen in this moment. Nope. The first explosion happens, you're like, what? And the second explosion happens, and you're like, what? And then the helicopter goes, and you're like, oh. And then they start start shooting at our guys. <laughs> it was a good time. It was good. Very good. Best, the best 30 seconds in the series, I would say. It wasn't even 30 seconds. I bet it was shorter than that. I'd, I'd agree with that. I was enjoying it more. <laughs> best uh... per cat. 30 seconds? Even the 15 boring seconds before it were good then. <laughs> By proximity. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah, a few good quotes. Uh, Mike Peterson walks up behind Ward as he's talking shit about him. And he's like, oh, he's standing right behind me, isn't it? Yeah, I was I was actually upset about that. It was it was pretty cliche, like, but it Yeah, that gag has been used so many times lately. 
Yeah. It's still funny, I think, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would have been funnier if he didn't say those exact words. Yeah. If he just stopped and turned around and said shit. Hi. He's he's dangerous. Last time so. I saw him, he was angry, and he's handsome and strong. <laughs> Dashing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something like that, uh, where he has to backpedal and put his foot in his mouth. Uh, much more awkward and therefore a better scene, I think. But my personal favorite is when they're talking about, I think Poe was his name, the guy who breaks out of jail. Mm-hmm. Time mm-hmm. to go. Time to go, sir. That guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, and this guy's just like, well, that's funny. He doesn't look crazy. And everyone just kind of stares at her. She's like, guys, I'm kidding. He looks like a, that's a serious mug shot right there. Yeah, walking mug shot. It's a walking mug shot. <laughs> and he is. He totally is. Very uh, much so. so creepy. And the way he, he's, he has no empathy. Yeah. I mean, just when he's talking with Raina in that car. And, mm-hmm. and she's obviously trying to worm her way into his good graces. And he just has, he has nothing. There's nothing there. Mm-hmm. He says something, he even says something like, well, I hope you don't mess up because you're easy to replace. Yeah. Yeah, that just And that... then she like tries to graze his hand and he's like, hmm, sorry, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, that kind of morphs into one of my question speculation things where we, he goes off and talks to this clairvoyant, right? Well, he's the only one who knows who the clairvoyant is. And I'm wondering if we're going with split personalities. That's my theory. That's been my theory from the beginning. Because the clairvoyant the clairvoyant is always where that guy is. Like, she goes to him in prison and says, talk to the clairvoyant. And then they go and spring him from prison. And she's like, talk to the clairvoyant. And he's like, I wouldn't talk to the clairvoyant. Wait, you went back to prison to talk to the clairvoyant? I don't or is think he so. inside of your brain? <laughs> Yeah. That's my theory on Clairvoyant. Well, I don't know. They've obviously got some sort of either actual psychic or someone who's just got a ton of information. Um, because they are getting some of this information. Somehow. But there's also that where they couldn't find Coulson, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we don't know what's Coulson they're looking for at that point. But... And then he says when he, he sees the picture, that's the guy you're looking for. He's your, what is it? He's your key to phase three. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just, it's a little too pat. Well, and the other idea of him actually being a psychic, or not necessarily a psychic, but a, 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 a fortune teller, a, a, a future seer, mm-hmm. uh, is the, the speed at which their technology is growing. Yeah. If he can actually look into the future and be like, "Oh, this is this is the next part of your tech. Here you go. Here, here's here's how you do the cyborg guy." Oh, ah, shit. chicken egg situation. Yeah. <laughs> what do we want? Time travel. When do we want it? It's irrelevant. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Solid. I have to put away four times what I used to. Just to keep my energy up. Ah, uh, and after you use your strength? Maybe ten times the food? Then I usually crash afterwards. It's really hard on my body. Hard body. Got it. You do know we have equipment that can take measurements. No need to do it manually. <laughs> my mistake. Well, no matter. I'll send the numbers to you straight away. I need measurements to build your diagnostic suit so we can monitor your vitals in the field. As for fabrics, how does a polymer blend with ten layers of treated composite material sound? Sounds great. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> well, uh, speculation, which I think is going to be the big segment of this episode. Yeah, I think. Well, it's. I think that Colson is going to have to be doing some memory searching in our next episode, whether by his choice or their machinations. I think they're data mining him. Somehow. Mm-hmm. Literally, he's... 
<laughs> Sorry. I'm done. I promise I'm done. That's such a lie. I'm not done. I'm You're never not done. done. Um, I would... I mean, I don't think we got any more hints as to what Coulson's condition is, but I think it's more about... I think it is more about a biological process that he went through than it is a computer process that he went through. Yeah. We've, um, we've got something, because it's going to build on what they have, which means it has to link in with Extremis in some way. Which means that there's something biological that was done to Coulson in the process of bringing him back. Doesn't mean he knows what it is at this point. In fact, I would yeah. say he doesn't know what it is. I would highly doubt that he does. At this point. They might be locked away inside that beautiful noggin of his, but... Well, I'd say it's more likely that um, they're going to have to break through some conditioning because we've already learned, you know, that the Tahiti and the, the phrase it's a magical, it's a magical place. place is a trigger, which means that it's probably hiding something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That trigger is designed to reinforce him not knowing about what actually happened, whether he was actually yep. in Tahiti or not. I would say probably no, because that flashback memory dream thing that he had was so sound stagey. Oh my goodness. That was the fakest looking Tahiti I've ever seen. Again, I hope Especially that's on purpose. Yeah. I really hope it's on purpose. Well, we've had such good locations, mm -hmm. and you know that the interior of the bus is a sound stage. So you know they've got the money to make it look not so fake. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I think it does. This episode doesn't really drive us forward on anything as much as promise that you know we're getting an answer soon. Yeah. Which is confirmed because the next episode is titled "The Magical Place." It is on January seventh, so shortly thereafter we will be talking about it. And yeah, that's uh pretty solid hint that we're going to be learning why Coulson's alive. I really, really hope that the the pacing on this one and the the way that they're trickling out the story is going to be more common now that we've sort of hit the stride with the centipede story mm -hmm. um, and have some, some leftover uh, what was the word I was using earlier? Ramifications is, is a word, but not the one that I was thinking of, but it'll work. Now there are some sort of leftover consequences, that's the word, oh, at the yes. end of this episode. Um, stuff happened and they're going to have to deal with it, and, it and it didn't just wrap itself up. And I hope that the episodes coming up next continue to do those kind of things because that's what draws the audience back in. That's what keeps us biting our nails and clicking on Hulu and watching the commercials. <laughs> oh, so annoying. Yeah. Dear Hulu, I do not want to see the same three commercials five times. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I do hope that we learn Coulson's uh, secret. I mean, not Coulson's secret because he doesn't know it, but why Coulson's alive. And I hope we do that next episode so we can move forward with the plot. Like, instead of feeling like we're still looking backwards we can just move forward and be happy yeah and spinning always spinning <laughs> well I want to know also why Fury and Hill and all of those people think it's so important that Coulson not know and I it think seems, we'll see that yeah. I hope Lazarus Mish I hope, I hope, fingers crossed. No, really what they did was they went back in time and they snatched him as he was dying and brought him <laughs> to a very high-quality medical facility instantly and they saved him. The what end. do we want? <laughs> time travel. <laughs> this is a thing that I do not think actually happened, but it would be kind of cool. I think the Coulson time travel theory is about as likely as Coulson's a robot. <laughs> 
I'm just saying, I think it's fairly likely. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I think at this point, all those things? time traveling yeah. robot. They, they went back in time, grabbed him at the point where he got stabbed, and turned him into a robot. <laughs> <laughs> He's got special temporal particles in his blood, and that's what they want to combine with extremists. <laughs> it's the time stream. He's full of regeneration energy. There you go. Doctor Who crossover. <laughs> Matt Smith just showed up and went hooked him, hooked him up to the time vortex and, and then that's what they're looking for that's what Centipede is looking for yeah <laughs> oh man it would be really nice if the bus was bigger on the inside it looks bigger on the inside smaller on the outside there's like a yep, million smaller jets on, on the outside. Jet. Uh, cool. Good. Uh, anything else on this episode? I don't think so. I mean, we can go off into more crazy, but... <laughs> I've got plenty of crazy. That's okay. I think we've all got enough crazy for today. Good on you, Marvel Studios. Keep them coming just like this. Yeah, yep. keep up the pacing and the good things. Consequences. Consequences. Raise the stakes. Steaks. <laughs> Steak. Mission briefing in five. Okay. Catherine Chang? Do you know her? We ran a few ops together in the 90s. Smart, resourceful. Had a soft spot for Truffaut movies. He's either a charm school, according to these files. Agent Shane could be my mom. Even if Shane was the agent who dropped you off at the orphanage, it doesn't mean she's your mother. I started looking into all the female agents active when I was born. Needle haystack, I know, but then I factored in age and marital status, and then I built a program to narrow down the field. You're still looking at a long road. Well, it would be a lot shorter if I could access more files. Maybe you could remove my internet nanny. I'm talking about my tracking bracelet. I got that. So you'll take it off? No. But I asked May to look into Shield's more restricted files. Kind of hoping to keep this private. Agent may specialize in private. Let's go. So, if you want to leave <laughs> us feedback, you could do so by going to colsonlives.blogspot.com. Is it Colson Lives or is it Colson Lives Podcast? I think it's, it's, it's Colson Lives Podcast. Colsonlivespodcast.blogspot.com. Or you can send us an email at colsonlivespodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes and like us on Facebook as it helps us to gather more viewers, listeners, whichever word you want to use. Audience. Let's be generic. <laughs> yes, let's. If you want to give us a call and leave us a voicemail so that you can be on next week's episode, next month's next episode, episode yeah. you can do so at 909-007. That's not the right word for this podcast but it's the one i used when i made that phone number for the other podcast speaking of the other podcasts you can find those at almppodcasts.blogspot.com and those are the cinemasters the mainframe chronicle podcast and the rogue arrow podcast if you want to follow me on Twitter, you could do so at Amazing Bass. That's Amazing B A S S. And I am Daniel James. And I'm Rudy Shubak. And I'm Claire Hungatehawk. And we are all exhausted. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, and that was a podcast. Colson Lives Podcast is an autological media productions podcast. Leave us feedback at colsonlivespodcast.blogspot.com or send us an email at colsonlivespodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash colsonlivespodcast and rate and review us on iTunes. As always, thank you for listening and feel free to check out our other podcasts at almppodcast.blogspot.com or by following the links at the Colson Lives page. The Emerald Archer, the Battling Bowman, Ollie, 
whatever name you know him by, he is best known as Oliver Queen, the billionaire playboy who was stranded on an island for five years, forcing him to become the Arrow. Join us as we follow his journey to clean up the mess his father helped create in Starling City. I am Daniel Janes. I'm Chris O'Neill. I'm Laurel Mers. And I'm Rudy Schubach. And you should check out Rogue Arrow Podcast, where we talk about the CW show Arrow. You can find us at roguearrow.blogspot.com or by searching iTunes or Facebook for Rogue Arrow Podcast. Websites, podcasts, to this place, the, the Mainframe Chronicle. Chronicle. Our format, podcasters, to analyze and discuss, to discuss the shows we love. Their strengths and flaws. We discuss them until our jaws ache. Software pirates. Oh, this is bad. This is very bad. Megabyte hit a delete command in the mask, just like you said. Only he didn't know because I should have copied and pasted the truth from the start. I am the Crimson Bible. So many moods. So little time. Careful, young Enzo. Remember that anything worthwhile takes time. What we have here is a failure to network. Well, get to work, you two. I don't keep you around for your brains, now do I? No, sir. Not a brains. Absolutely not. The monkeys are restless, and my dog has fleas. Over. This is going to take millions and millions of nanoseconds. This might even take one whole second. Dot, can you read me? Dot. They say the listener lives outside the net. And listens to the podcast. No one knows for sure. But we intend to find out. out. Mainframe Chronicle. Join us as we explore the world of Mainframe and the adventures of Bob, Dot, and Enzo in the Mainframe Chronicle podcast. You can find us at mainframechronicle.blogspot.com, on Twitter at MF Chronicle, or on Facebook and iTunes by searching Mainframe Chronicle podcast.